What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, you're listening to Expressing Motherhood. My name is Lindsay Cabot, and I am a mother of three here in Los Angeles. I've been producing and directing the show since 2008, and it is a true joy for me to be able to do this show. So thanks for tuning into our podcast. Um, we are, it's a Sunday right now. My nose is stuffed up. We've got fires raging in Malibu, and the smoke's coming all the way over to the east side of L.A., so we have it easy, but a lot of people do not. I know that uh, Mommy Tonk, Stacey Burroughs, has been evacuated, and um, <clears throat> so she's with some friends, and we're all just kind of uh, sort of an unbelievable week here in Los Angeles with the shootings in Thousand Oaks and the fires, so... Everyone's raw. It's a four-day weekend here for us, and I'm just happy to have my kids running around inside. And then I thought, oh, I got I to get these stories up on the podcast. Um, I've never had so many people email me as I have had lately saying that they want to come to the show, that they want to be in the show, and I feel like the shift. I feel that you know, I'm 41, almost 42. My kids are 12, 8, and 7, and I feel like time it's an okay time for me to go a little bit more like to do more of this show and so I'm going to be doing that so stay tuned um we just wrapped our first ever Burlington Vermont show which was so exciting it was just really really uh went over well and I flew mommy tonk out there and I know they had a great time and I'm going to upload those stories as well so that was led by local producer Cher Maysai and Cher had been in my first ever Boston show back in 2010 when my sister-in-law Sabrina uh, produced, helped me produce that show. Cher did an excellent job, as did Sabrina. And then you East Coasters sell those expressing motherhood way out. So thank you so much. I'm rambling a little bit, but what the hell, right? Um, I You're about to listen to... Our recent Silver Lake show, we're still in the middle. In fact, it sold out so much, I'm going to have an extension. And, uh, yeah, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and if you wouldn't mind, leave a review here and um, subscribe. That's it. Okay, guys, you're about to listen to Courtney Crane. She's been in the show, I think, three times, and she said she was thrilled to be returning, but really, we were thrilled to have her. I love her southern drawl. She's been in group rep story time and the NoHo Lit Crawl. And Grown and Flown published her essay, Bed Bath, Tattoos, and Beyond. And her true story, Two Blocks from Home, was included in Roar, True Tales of Women Warriors, benefiting the National Network to End Domestic Violence. When she's not writing or wrangling her family, Courtney works at the USC Pacific Asia Museum in Pasadena. Without further ado, please enjoy Courtney Crane in Expressing Motherhood. I haven't worked full-time in 20 years, and here I am at 55, double nickels, 
going back to work as an assistant, getting out of my jeans, putting on Spanx in my polyester wrap dress, plucking straight chin hairs and rubbing concealer on my under-eye bag so I can drive 20 miles to my new office, a crumbling Asian art museum recently saved by USC, the same museum where my late mother was a docent years ago. On my first day, the HR guy handed me a USC cup and said, Welcome to USC. You're officially a Trojan. I don't feel like a Trojan. <laughs> but I'm thankful for the USC health insurance and that they hired this mom with iffy tech skills, a spotty work history, and 20 extra pounds. So, okay, go Trojans. <laughs> I know I do too much comparing and despairing, but in an age where my rich mom friends are trekking to Machu Picchu and meeting up for chai lattes and avocado <laughs> toast, I'm picking up CPK lunchboxes for the curatorial department and wiping the clammy brow of the intern who vomited in the parking lot. Each morning, my freelance husband in his faded L.L. Bean robe tells tells Alexa to play Michael Buble as he assembles his Tupperware bowls of chopped up veggies and chicken for my lunch salad, even beets, which he hates but knows I love. He puts my blue lunchbox and travel mug near the front door for me, ready to go. My 16-year-old daughter is so wrapped up in theater and Instagram and Pinkberry, she forgets I'm even working, except to critique my business casual outfits or ask what's for dinner. She painted me a rock in preschool that I keep at my desk. Cool and smooth in my hand, it calmed me down in those early weeks as I winged it with no job training and walking like a cowboy from stress-induced hemorrhoids. (laughs) I nearly swallowed my pearl earring, mistaking it for a Lexapro, and drove away from the gas pump while it was still connected to my car. My not-in-college 20-year-old son gave me a... (laughs) That's another story. My not-in-college 20-year-old son gave me a Lego airplane with a post-it note in his familiar chicken scratch that read, I hope you soar at your new job. I may get it laminated, as notes from him are few and far between. (laughs) Just yesterday, I was writing post-it notes to him his first week of kindergarten with creative sayings like, You rock. Tucked into the pocket of my cavernous work purse is a tiny silver Buddha in a pink silk pouch that my mom got from the gift shop of this very same museum and carried with it her bleh, carried with her transferring it from purse to purse, brown leather bag in winter, white wicker bag in summer. Cleaning out her closet after she died four years ago, I rescued the silver Buddha from one of mom's evening bags. Now I carry it in my purse, just like she did. My mother was a 65-year-old docent at this museum, leading jumpy school children through the galleries in her quilted Asian jacket and practical loafers. She'd skip the scroll paintings and head right to the samurai swords and bowls made from human skulls, which she knew they'd love. Now I'm an executive and curatorial assistant at the same museum where the same speckled koi fish bob their heads at the pond surface. I can feel my mother in the bumpy backs of the carved cement foo dogs and the bend of the slick bamboo branches that brush my shoulders in the Chinese courtyard. 
One morning in a sleep-deprived haze, I swear I saw my mother's shadowy figure outside the second-floor offices. With her docent lanyard draped over her green turtleneck, she smiled down at me before fading from view. I miss her deep in my gut, under my thickened menopot waist. <laughs> Jesus, the maintenance man, and I are the oldest on staff. Roy, the Popeye security guard, knows this and greets me each day with, Good morning, young lady, grinning as I sign in. I'm one of the only parents here. There's Xu Ling, five months pregnant, who refuses to wear maternity clothes that make her look fat. Angelina hangs a pumping station sign on her office door and pumps breast milk for her baby, Anais. The others are single and spend 25 bucks a day going out for lunch. They ask me to join, but I decline and dine alone at my wobbly desk in the hall. I just want to crawl under my big white comforter with my big white dog and eat peanut butter out of a jar in my PJs. But I get up each day, put on my Spanx, and go, fortified with the silver Buddha and the pink pouch from Mom, the painted rock from my daughter, the post-it note from my son, and my husband-made salad. Even though I'm grieving my mother and grieving the fact that I'm punching in at this job instead of hiking Machu Picchu, I'm showing up. I don't know if I'll ever wrap my arms around this museum the way my mother did, but each day I feel more connected to it, so go Trojans. <laughs>